Hi everyone, Earl Fumati here again from Mind of a Marketer, and this is the Thinking Lab podcast. This is episode, I think we're on episode four already, holy cow. And um, as per usual, I have our, our, our wonderful guest from Thinking Lab, Mike Qureshi, here to talk about more app stuff. Yes, glad to be here. Hello. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's shown some great insights so far about some of the apps he's built. Now, this is an interesting one because it is new, right? So we talked about some you know 20-year-old stuff that we were upgrading. Now this is a new one. The, the timeline is literally this year, so it's, that's going to be interesting. So we're going to talk about some new technologies. Um, now, it's a ride-sharing app, but because you guys have signed a non-disclosure agreement, we can't talk about who they are or specifics about what they do, but we can talk about the technology and some of the business pieces, right? Oh, yes, <clears throat> we can. Like, uh, right now, there's a lot of moving pieces. Gotcha. So they work in a ride-sharing space, which is very competitive as well. Like, uh, there's a lot of innovation happening, and we have got Uber and Lyft who are driving the force, driving the way mm-hmm. with innovation. and. Uh, one thing we have, uh, one thing what we want to do is here is not replicate them, not be what they are like copy. Uh, we are trying to innovate. It's a race where you need to start where the competition stops, not like start where they started like ten years back. Okay, so, cool. So this, this we're going in kind of the lessons learned. Uh, this is my favorite part. So I'm gonna we're just get to my favorite part because it's my favorite part. Um, you know, you're talking about starting the race. I really like that, that that quote you just said, starting the race where the competition stops. Tell me more about that. Uh, it's, uh, when you're making things here, uh, uh, we, we don't have to have like blocks around us saying that we can't do that. That's uh, very innovative. So if the competition can do something, you can do it too. So there is anything that an Uber can do, you can do it too, or Microsoft or any other company. So if they have an app which does certain feature, you can build that feature too. Right, because now, now you know it works. Now you know they already exist. They exist and they have validated it. So right. you, it's it's going to be easy for you to replicate that. But so. it's not just replicating what they have built. You have to build something which is on top of that, which is uh, which might take months or years for the competition to really catch up with you. So right. my uh, one of advice, piece of advice for everybody who's listening, to this is that uh, don't have any mental blocks saying you know what, uh, we need to test it out or we, we, we can't do it because it's very innovative. If the competition or if some market leader can do it, you can do it too, a lot of things. And you need to see how you can further take it next step forward. So think about the next steps of innovation, how you can uh, quickly get it out there in the market before, the com- before those giants catch up with you. Right. So one of my favorite things to do, actually, as a marketer, is that I sneak into my competitors and I actually look at all the reviews and I, I collect all the complaints, everything that anybody <laughs> complains about, and then that's what we're going to build for the next version because that's what everybody wants, right? So you, you actually go to the complaints pile. So that being said, I want to ask the question, I mean, there's already Uber, like you said, there's already Lyft, like you said. What makes this ride-sharing app different? Is there a different business model? Is there a different technology? Let, let, let's start off with just what makes it different than the current set. What, where, where are you starting your race? Yeah. So when you see this, it's not about an app. It's about the economy. The, what uh, Uber and Lyft did is they unleashed a new economy out there. Similarly, what Airbnb did is unleashed a new economy. So that's where everyone's trying to get into. And it's a huge economy out there. And how you can innovate and how fast you can innovate, they get the the foot in the door in this uh, lucrative sec- sector. So what what differs in the business model? Why don't we start with there? 
Um, like you said, I mean, Uber and Lyft have a ridiculous share of the marketplace. How do you, how does David kill Goliath in this yes, one? Uh, so uh, right now, uh, there's a, uh, Uber and Lyft uh, use a lot of drivers. Like they say around like 10 to 15% of the drivers at peak hours are uh, Lyft and Uber drivers. Now, one, one day they are trying to innovate. It's not just technology. They are trying to make it uh, uh, like a SaaS based, which means that it's not percentage based, it's SaaS based, where a driver pays a certain uh, amount, like say $50 per month, and they can keep all the earnings for themselves. So if they're well-established drivers, then uh, they can go for this uh, this model, which will allow them more savings. Okay, excellent. So instead of, instead of paying a percentage to the piper, it's, it's a flat fee. Flat so fee, rather big 30%, which will, if a driver is making, say, $2,000, 30% is like $600. They can pay like f- uh, $50 bucks or $99, bucks of, uh, and they, they can keep the rest for themselves. Excellent. So basically, it, it's thinking about the marketplace. What's in it for me? What's in it for the driver? Right. Right. Because I, I hear a lot of the people who are at the Uber and Lyft side, the drivers are complaining that it's hard for them to, to make anything. Right. Mm, that's true. Like, uh, they work hard, but uh, they end up paying a lot to the uh, the sharing app companies. Right. So this this model, since it's a flat fee, that, that makes a huge uh, bit of a difference. Okay, cool. Um the next thing I had was like you you were telling me about like a different type of service, something about a oh, pickup yeah. type so thing. They, Tell me about that. Yeah, they also got this uh, because uh, they started from as a pickup service. So they also have got. So example, you are not able to drive your babe, your back to your home for a number of reasons. What you can do is you can call uh, this ride sharing app and they get uh, someone to drive you back home. Uh, so the and then there's another car who will take the driver back to his car. Okay, so so, so, so hold on, Seth. So, so, so basically, you're telling me what's better than the one driver or two drivers. So let's say that I'm I'm incapacitated. Something happens to me. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I I go on a hiking trip. I get uh, I hurt myself. I can't drive. My leg hurts. I can't I can't push down on the on the gas pedal. Great. Uh, somebody comes to pick me up and drive me to wherever I need to get All to. Right. So. Y- you need to get back your car, right? Like, right. Uh, uh, if you if it's a pickup service, which means that and my car right now is in the middle of nowhere, right? Yes, <laughs> you're in the middle of nowhere. Then, uh, uh, if we send one driver, then how does the driver come back to get his car? So we right. send two drivers. Two drivers. One of the drivers parks the car uh, in the vicinity, and uh, the driver uh, will follow the car get so that they can uh, bring back the driver once. Uh, the once the ride is done, they can bring back the driver back to his car. So there's like a multitude of uses for this thing. You know, if some, yeah. someone gets hurt, you can't drive yourself to the hospital. Maybe they'll they'll help you. Uh, well, maybe maybe not. Maybe from a liability standpoint, maybe not so much. <laughs> but like you know, obviously the the obvious case study would be I'm too drunk to drive home. Oh, but a- you know, I don't want to leave my car here parked overnight. That's terrifying. I want my car and me home in the same night. So that's, that's, that's correct. Like, uh, there's a huge market for this uh, pickup pickup service as well. As we don't realize, like, how many people need the service. Like, if people right. change their plan, like, they they meet their friends, they they get in, uh, they get drunk, and they need to come back, right? They need to bring their car back yeah. home. And this service really works well. well. That's cool. Actually, it's kind of a plan B. What happens if the designated driver takes a sip? <laughs> Everybody's in trouble. It happens all the time. So yeah, that makes that makes absolute <laughs> sense. Okay, gotcha. Um, so. The results. I mean, so obviously this 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 project is nearing completion for their phase one. Yeah. What 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 happened? What what did the client get? 
So, uh, the, so we have we are making this as a production grade application because they have got plans work of taking it to different geographies and they have already broken into a, a major market, okay. uh, which I can't speak right now, but it's a, one of the largest markets out there. Right, right. And uh, uh, that's where they are going to get themselves into. So what was and their win? Uh, so you, you, you built a production grade app, but now what? What's next? Now they, they have secured funding, some major funding as well. Okay, so, so no, it, it's, it's, the old, it's the old formula, nail it and scale it. Yes, because <laughs> uh, uh, an app like this uh, needs a lot of funding to okay. survive. And as a startup, they bootstrap initially. They right. bootstrap and then uh, secure some major funding and take it to the next level of development. Excellent. That's always the Cinderella story, right? Rags yes. to riches. It's always. I think it's uh, it's all uh, cookie cutter now. Like people, like people expect it to work that way. Uh, first phase, uh, bootstrap. Right. You know, go tight, build something, prove the model, and in the second level, it still needs the product to be developed further. Then go for some additional funding once it's proven, mm. and then go for the big market uh, expansion. That makes sense. And then you're looking for marketing and scale mm -hmm. at that point. All right. Well, that's a pretty cool. Uh, that's a pretty cool, interesting project. I mean, I like the fact that they're taking on the the Goliaths in the industry, and the Goliaths in the industry, you know, yeah, how, yeah. How, how do you how do you eat a whale, right? One bite at a time. Exactly. So <laughs> it's just one guy. It takes just one. You know, you don't have to limit yourself. You can do it. It doesn't take. Uh, uh, you know, you need to have huge resources. If you think you can, you certainly can. Mm. That I, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That's how you uh, and listeners. That's how you. That's how you eat a whale. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how David beat Goliath. I think that's on the menu today. Awesome. Thank <laughs> you very much. Um, again, uh, thank you, Mike, for, for coming from Thinking thank Lab. You. Awesome. So, again, this is Thinking Lab. I think this is session number four, right? Four already, yes. It's already four. <laughs> so I've seen you four times. That's great. Uh, again, this is Earl from Mind of a Marketer signing out. Thanks very much for listening in. Bye thank for you. now. Bye.